Hey, I'm Brenda. She, her. Uh, hey, I'm Austin. He, him. And this is Secret, Secret History, History of, of Nerd, Nerd Mysteries. everybody i'm saying welcome this time that's new for us uh <laughs> this is secret histories of nerd mysteries um i'm host austin and i'm i'm just starting off with in case we make it clear enough in case you don't follow us on twitter that black lives matter and we fully support uprising and protests going on here at secret histories of nerd mysteries uh if you don't i i think you can just go go on ahead and stop listening <laughs> You can go fuck yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> it's not up for debate at all. Um, yeah, what you can be doing to help is look into organizations that require aid, bail funds in your area, organizations in your area. Listen to the black people in your community and what they're saying and um, follow their lead. Yeah, we didn't mention it last time. Like It wasn't that there weren't injustices. It's more of the level of injustices going on was it's like a constant background noise for people like me being being black um so like i could start every podcast with it until things stop but i don't <laughs> and i don't i don't think i need to but we just want to make it glaringly clear where we stand on this absolutely and then i will make sure to post some links to places where people can donate and other resources in our description this week and um, just make sure that you're informed and uh, keeping apprised of what's on the news because it's very important to know what's going on and it's very important to be aware. Very important. It's, yeah. this is, we can, we can really do this, y'all. Um, I mean, Minneapolis is ending its contract with police for schools. They are looking into, last I saw they were looking into ways to just like get rid of all cops in their city entirely. Like, that's huge. We can... I think we can really do it this time. Um, I, I I also think uh, I would like to put in the show notes, uh, John Boyega went to protests in UK and gave really impassioned speech. Um, if you haven't seen it, I, I highly recommend it. So I, I'll throw that in the show notes too. You will probably cry when you watch it. I cried, so. Yeah, he it was incredibly moving and he's an incredibly talented actor and we're just so lucky to have John Boyega. John Boyega, if no one hires you after this, we'll hire you. I don't know if we can pay you. We don't get paid <laughs> to do this, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> but we'll, we support you. <laughs> I don't think you got to introduce yourself. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm host Brenda. So how, besides the, you know, current state of the world, how are you, host Brenda? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm doing pretty well. I finally got some back pay. For, from the government for nice. like I've been un, I've been unemployed since November and I finally got some back pay so that's a wild change in my life <laughs> that's happened this week that's great yeah and also we built a fence so we're painting a fence today my parents and I because I've been living at my parents oh that wow. sounds like me and my part want to want to also build new fencing because as you know we live up on that hill um mm -hmm. 
before anyone gets any ideas it's not like a fancy hill we just live on the hill in a city downtown uh in grand rapids grand (laughs) rapids is so hilly (laughs) (laughs) there's just a lot of hills in this city and we happen to live on one but it makes it so like everyone on the street can see up into our backyard and we can see everyone in the on the street Mm. and it'd be cool to not have that happen as it becomes summer and you want to sit outside at night but there's like people outside hanging out because it's summer but i'm like i don't want you to see you know i don't know it's just weird oh yeah no i totally feel that we're like out here my parents we have a couple acres of land so that's like not too much of an issue because we're surrounded by five million trees but (laughs) with the fence that we just built um we just bought like pre-made wooden chunks of fence at home depot and then you just install those oh nice so i mean what do you you gotta you're gonna have some relaxed time this weekend oh yeah I, so like, I'm just here at my parents, but I try to make sure that I'm super involved in like the, the chores around here. Mm-hmm. Um, just to be like, cause they don't charge me rent yet. So like, <laughs> maybe that will change now that I'm getting money. But like, I just make sure that I am a, um, part of the household and that I contribute to helping out. And also I get to learn how to do house stuff. So like, um, learning how to paint a fence, learning how to put a fence up, learning how to dismantle a tree limb by limb, you know? <laughs> <laughs> board by board. <laughs> board by board. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, that's pretty cool. Um, so, you know, I brought up like relaxed time and stuff because the weekend's coming up. As we said, we were Thursday. You're listening to this uh, on Monday or sometime not Thursday or maybe Thursday. Maybe you wait until Thursday. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> time is weird when you have a cast, but. You know, I was, I've been thinking about this week, you know, like, it's been really stressful, more so, like, my day job, everybody, therapist, so, like, to be a therapist during this, and being here in Rapids, most of my clients are white, like, has been a really weird time, because a lot of my clients have been, like, worried for me, which is, like, I appreciate it, but then, like, that's not really how it works for therapy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but I've just been, like, trying to relax and do stuff that calms me and keeps me centered and i've been going back to a lot of cartoons um and reminiscing a lot about good old saturday morning cartoons so that's what we're going to talk about today just saturday morning cartoons in general just saturday morning no specific saturday morning (gasps) cartoons you can i mean like if you get on about something i i think we both know a lot about saturday morning cartoons oh oh, do i (laughs) uh yeah, so I I have a quick like overview thing here. Oh, th- those are D and D notes. Um, <laughs> oh, those are podcast <laughs> notes. Um, so Saturday morning cartoons as like a block of time to show cartoons to children, really to sell stuff. Um, started up in the 1960s uh, and lasted until about the mid 90s. There are a few Saturday morning blocks in the early 2000s, um, and there are still some today on like outlying networks but saturday morning cartoons is like most people know them most people would know them because kids today really have a cultural reference for that like really ended around like mid 90s i'd say early 2000s um and even in the early 2000s some stuff was being shifted to like saturday afternoon or like sunday afternoon like just slots where networks needed to fill time and um and what really kicked off like this idea like i said was people figured out they could sell stuff this way. It was a good way to sell stuff. They started running the first TV ads where they're like, it was like the 1940s. They ran like a watch ad and then watch sales. And they're like, oh, if we have ads, people buy stuff. And then the people with the ads want to pay us to show TV shows. So like, that's 
kind of how we got like TV that anyone that's a millennial um, or like a older Gen Zer, uh, that's like how we got the TV that we was like the twenty minute TV show with like fifteen minutes of ads. Um, yeah, and then it was in the sixties to in the like mid sixties to early seventies is when you started getting original animation because a lot of the first Saturday morning cartoon blocks were just reruns from uh bugs bunny and looney tunes and stuff that had premiered in theaters because before theaters was the only place to see like in color cartoons because color tvs were like for rich people um but by like the 60s and 70s became more of a middle class it was like a middle class like not even luxury it was almost seen as like you had to have a tv um and i'd say that probably persisted until like mid to the mid 2000s like the mid uh first decade of 2000s like 2008 2010 where we all started getting computers like everyone just had a computer um i'm still super surprised and like one of my friends is like oh i don't have a tv and i'm like <laughs> what what do it you is, do <laughs> it is very much that thing like i know a few people who like i don't have a tv and i'm like well where do you watch that they're like my laptop you could watch it on your tv <laughs> on a bigger screen you know like <laughs> yeah um, my laptop is for work <laughs> so I, I I never watch anything on it unless I'm researching for a video. Like, it yeah. is my work machine. It is not for leisure. Yeah, I was watching stuff for, for this podcast this week on my laptop, and even that was, like, weird. <laughs> <laughs> but the 60s and 70s saw, like, original animation for Saturday morning cartoons, um, mostly superhero cartoons that people may know, like the 60s Superman, Aquaman, Spider-Man, Fantastic Four... That's where we got, like, um, Herculoids or uh, Space Ghosts, which were, like, also superhero cartoons, but they weren't from a property. They were, like, originals. Uh, and then a bunch of parodies of superhero shows. Um, and so then, like, it wasn't until the 80s where things started to, like, take off for Saturday morning cartoons. Um, so through the 70s, parents started to realize, like, their kids were watching. It was, like... It was like four and a half to five hours of TV, which is a lot of TV when I went when like their parents grew up with like they didn't watch TV. <laughs> yeah. TV was like an adult thing to watch like the news and that was kind of it. <laughs> <laughs> and now they have their kids like watching TV like all Saturday morning or all afternoon and they're getting worried and they're seeing all these ads and they're doing research and finding that kids like do want the toys more and the properties more, but they can't understand that ads can be bad. Yeah. Um, and so they tried putting some rules in place in the 70s, and unshockingly, the lobby firm for TV and money won against the parents. Um, and then the 80s is really where, like, Saturday morning cartoons exploded, which I didn't know, because I definitely always thought, like, our time was, like, the prime time for Saturday morning cartoons, but apparently it was the 80s. Oh, yeah. The 80s went super ham on cartoons, and specifically cartoons intended to uh, promote products. <laughs> right. I mean, I was doing research, and there was, like, there was a whole cartoon just called Rubik's that was about a Rubik's Cube, so kids would want to buy was... Rubik's Cubes. <laughs> oh, my God. I was wondering if Rubik's was going to come up. Because that's when you said Saturday morning cartoons, I was like, I wonder if I could, like, talk about Rubik's really quick. <laughs> Please talk about Rubik's, because I, I just, like, I found and watched, like, a few episodes, but I didn't do too much deep dive. So Rubik's is like, I don't know too much about it, never seen an episode, but Rubik's tends to come up in like lists of like, these are some weird Saturday morning cartoons, you know, like those YouTube <laughs> clickbaity ones yeah. you watch when you're like real depressed. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. um, Rubik's tends to come up and what like no one really mentions is that Rubik's was one of the first uh, 
kind of sort of mainstream instances of like Hispanic um, main characters. Because oh. the main characters of that series are Hispanic. And I think that they were a band at the time. Like it was like a semi-popular band. Okay. I could be wrong about this, but that's, you know, people are like, hey, he's a Rubik's Cube. That's weird. But it's also <laughs> interesting that it was trying something, something different and it was trying to be like a little more inclusive. So mm-hmm. that's my fun fact about Rubik's. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, there was, uh, there was Rubik's, there was G.I. Joe is the eighties, um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which we talked about before, like all these properties. And like we've talked about before, when we get to some of these things, like they were, they were vehicles to sell toys to kids. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, so they would play G.I. Joe and then in the middle of G.I. Joe they would play ads for G.I. Joe and for Team MT in the middle they'd play ads for Team MT like they were just like more ways to sell stuff to people um, and this is where parent groups really kind of they were done <laughs> um, yeah this be- is the last straw <laughs> because now kids like the kids are saying like they are unable to tell the difference from when an ad's running and the show is running because when you're like 10 watching gi joe and in the middle there's like a commercial where gi joe is selling you gi joe toys like you you can't you don't like break out of that reality you're pretty enamored um and so they just have no way of like like the pull of average so i'm a as i mentioned i'm a therapist i've studied a lot of psychology stuff like the pull of advertisement is one of the most powerful things we've ever found it's absolutely insane how strong like ads and tv are it's like un it's unprecedented there's not something else that can influence you more on what you want yeah and it's the the subject of like advertising to children is a continuous hot button issue because when like you're that young you, like you said you can't differentiate between what's the show and like what's the product mm-hmm. um i'm currently doing a lot of research about uh, neopets for a video and um one of the things about Neopets was that it had a new form of advertising mm-hmm. uh, implemented into the game called immersive advertising, where you would like go to the hub world and there would be like a McDonald's there. And it wouldn't be like, this is an ad. It would just be like, you could go to the McDonald's and McDonald's paid for oh, that to wow. be there. Yeah. So it was like an incredibly insidious form of advertising. Yeah. It's, it's definitely weird. Like the more we do this podcast and like, cause like we were, I wasn't there for the 70s, 60s, 70s. And then for the 90s, like, going back and reading and, like, seeing, like, where this stuff came from, it's so weird because, like, I still love Saturday. Like, I would, Saturday morning cartoons are, like, for me, done. And I don't think they could survive in the way media works now. But no. I don't even think, like, basic cable channels can survive. <laughs> like, I- I'm very worried about Nickelodeon. <laughs> yeah, I don't, Nickelodeon, like, Cartoon Network has been putting in work. Nickelodeon's been, they've... They got SpongeBob and they were like, we're done. We're done working. <laughs> we will. Well, I don't think Cartoon, Cartoon Network has a couple like good shows like uh, Steven Universe, Craig of the Creek are really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then they also show whenever like those shows aren't like premiering a new episode, mm-hmm. they just show Teen Titans. That's go. true. Teen Titans go like constantly yeah. more yeah. so than um, Nickelodeon shows SpongeBob. Which was oh, wild wow. when I found out that they showed more Teen Titans Go than Nickelodeon wow. shows SpongeBob or the Disney Channel shows Phineas and Ferb. That is pretty interesting. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know, which is weird, right? Like, I don't know what happens to cartoons if, because like it used to be, um, like, if Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network Go, like, that's so weird because they're the ones that kind of, they're the ones who like killed, like, started the 
they were part of the process setting when cartoons like falling apart because you now have these networks for kids that are like you could there's always cartoons like you don't need to wait for saturday morning um yeah and those like started like very early 90s so like when we were growing up we were in the death throes of the saturday morning cartoon yeah which is weird and like it's also weird because like i def like for me saturday morning cartoons when i think about it, it was like it was a lot of anime and that's like kind of what they tried to start clinging to because the network's at first, like they weren't picking up anime. Uh they didn't they didn't see a market for it because like getting the merchandise here is expensive. It's from Japan, like, you know, they tried that American Sailor Moon thing, which <laughs> <laughs> And then they were like, Maybe we should just release Sailor Moon. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't try to like create a live action slash animated hybrid. When Sailor Moon is already a thing that exists. It's, see, it's right there. <laughs> if you've never, if you, if you, the listener, have never once uh, American Sailor Mooned, I, maybe we'll find like the opening or something for the, sh- we got a lot of show notes, but maybe you just go Google American <laughs> Sailor Moon, like pause, go Google American Sailor Moon, and then come oh, back. We, we can share it on the Twitter. Oh, we'll share it on, that's right, we have a whole Twitter. We'll share it we on the Twitter. T- yeah. So you'll find it on the Twitter. <laughs> so wild. And like that was put out by Deke. I think Deke handled the localization of the original Sailor Moon anyway. But like Deke was like the cheap mm-hmm. animation powerhouse of the early to mid 90s. Oh. Um, they put out like the uh, Sonic cartoons. Um, oh, yeah. So like Sonic Adventure, Sonic Set AM and Sonic Underground. And then they put out the, the really, really bizarre uh, Super Mario series. All of those and Madeline and okay. a thousand other things. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it would be interesting if Nick and Cartoon Network fail because they kind of, like I said, they were part of the death throes of Saturday morning cartoons from the big, the big three network as they were called, or maybe still called. I don't know if people still, but it was ABC, CBS, and NBC were like, they were like the big three networks. They were. I could be wrong, but I feel like there's some of the original networks to ever exist for TV in America. Oh. I'm not sure if that's correct, but they've they've been around a long time. Um, and they dominated the... I know this, they dominated, like, television until the 80s. Like, almost in conjunction with, like, when Saturday morning cartoons started to wane. Um, as kids started moving to watching TV at different times, you have these new networks popping up because... As the 90s start rolling out, like Nick and Cartoon Network are popping up with their own programming, and they're just not bringing in the money they were before in the viewership. Um, but I think the one of the big nails in the coffin is for sure the Children's Television Act, or KidVid rules, as they're thought about. Um, do you know about these? I have not. Okay, so the CTA, the Children's Television Act, was first brought about in the ni- 1990. And it's been like codified and resigned and updated. The most, the current one is from 1997. Um, but what it essentially said is, do you remember watching Saturday morning cartoons and sometimes it'd be that EI in the corner? Yes, I do remember that. That is from this ruling. It was, be, it was because they said that networks, which is everything that wasn't cable. So like Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon, eventually Disney, anyone else that's like, part of like a cable programming is not part of this this is like basic network you're on free tv um 
had to have uh, educational and informational programming for three hours for children 16 years and younger every week to stay, to keep being a program, keep programming in a television station. Um, Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> and when that happened, they tried networks, unsurprisingly, tried really hard to be like, well, what is educational programming? <laughs> um, so, I mean, there's a clip, I, there's like times where they tried to say like Pokemon counted for their three hours a week because... I remember that. <laughs> I remember it being like, well, I guess this taught me about friendship. Yeah. They, they were like, well, what, what is education and what is information? Like, come on now. What do you really, really mean? Um, Pokemon education. Like what types work against what other types? This information has been incredibly useful in my adult years. <laughs> I didn't lose once when I was playing Pokemon Sword. Not, thanks, thanks, Brock. <laughs> it was always, <laughs> it was always Brock. Brock would be like, Ash, you need to use a water type move. And me as a kid, because also Pokemon came out, like had been out for a while by the time we were watching it, which is also weird to think about. But me as a kid, mm-hmm. I'm like, I've played Pokemon on my Game Boy Color, and I'm like, yeah, Ash, how do you like? I was like, why is Ash so dumb? But like, when the show and manga and game all originally came out, no one knew anything, so. It must have been like, oh, water moves, because the game didn't tell you that. You just, you, you just had find to figure out. it out. <laughs> <laughs> like, we, we all have the luxury of knowing all about Pokemon now when we go into a new game. But when those first games came out, it was just like, well, grass and grass is good against rock, I guess. <laughs> like, yeah, it was weird. I remember like, you see a new Pokemon, you're like, it looked like, you remember Pseudo Wudo? Do you remember? Yeah. Pseudo, do you, I was like, do you think this is cute? I'm like, oh a tree and it's like not very effective whoa 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 what <laughs> whoa that's a tree excuse me fire punch not very effective earthquake what <laughs> <laughs> what is this thing it's not a tree <laughs> mom it's not a tree i don't i don't like this game anymore <laughs> austin what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> and so the 90s saw, like like I said earlier, we saw, like, a lot of anime came to Saturday morning. There's Pokemon, there's, I remember Metabots, uh, the Mega Man series, like the various Mega Man sh- series that aired, um, Cardcaptor, Sailor Moon, we talked about. And one, Yu-Gi-Oh! at its time was the most popular Saturday morning cartoon for its entire runtime. Oh, I did know that. I did not know that until I started researching for this podcast. I find it very interesting because if I said Yu-Gi-Oh to anyone on the street now, they'd be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Yu-Gi-Oh was the Pokemon killer. <laughs> it was. It was. I mean, it just people... <laughs> like completely destroyed Pokemon. Just killed it. For a time. <laughs> I mean, it, Pokemon, yeah. de- Pokemon was like, whoa, wait. You can have your fun. You can have 2001 or 2004. We'll be back. We've got lasting power. Like, Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> still coming out. Like, a, there still is Yu-Gi-Oh! series. Mm-hmm. Just absolutely no one cares. Like, I feel no. like all of our friend group, in some form, still kind of cares about the Pokemon anime. Like, Sun and Moon was really good. And whenever a movie gets released, we're always just like, what is this movie? Like, we still talk about the Pokemon anime series all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. But Yu-Gi-Oh! nothing nobody cares i couldn't even begin to explain like the last year of yo like i don't i barely remember it but it was like when it came it was like a breath of fresh air almost because like a lot of other anime was moving to like 
instead of being a Saturday morning cartoon, they would sometimes run the reruns, but it was premiering on like Cartoon Network during Toonami or somehow even moved to like Adult Swim, which like sometimes I would sneak and stay up, but like Adult Swim aired anime at like midnight. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> it essentially took it away from kids. Um, mm. And so what was I saying? <laughs> oh, the <laughs> Children's Television Act. Um, yeah, they really like that coming in started crippling Saturday morning cartoons because these programs were already using their Saturday morning, like eight to noon block to just air cartoons and play ads. And then the KidVid rule said three hours of educational informational programming. And also they couldn't play ads related to the show. So ah. if they're playing Pokemon, they couldn't show an ad for the new Pokemon game, which is like crippling. They're like, but that's where all the money is. And Congress was like, yeah, you're not making money off of kids anymore. <laughs> we have to make this stop somehow. <laughs> um, but even still, people tried to get around it. Some of the bigger fines that I could find was poke the Kids WB who aired Pokemon got fined a lot for constantly playing Pokemon and answering Pokemon, which I remember. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, but I remember seeing Pokemon ads during Pokemon all the time. So yeah. Kids WB just decided, nah. Yeah, they were <laughs> like, like, we'll just keep paying you fines. Um, they were obviously making more money from running the ads than the fines were taking away from them. Yeah, I mean, they just kept doing, like, they did it until, oh, what was the year? It was like the early 2000s close to when they were starting to move Pokemon to something else. Mm -hmm. um, they were just like, we, we make so much money from no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they tried to find Disney, uh, like someone opened a lawsuit against Disney for about a million dollars for playing ads during their cartoons for a cartoon. Um, I couldn't find which cartoon it was, but Disney got out of it because they are cable exclusive network. So so they were exempt from... Yes. Cable-exclusive networks are exempt from these KidVid rules, because these rules still exist. Um, but there's just no cartoons on any channel. It's not a cable channel, really. Yeah, they just essentially got rid of cartoons, and now they either do... They'll do paid programming directed at kids to fill it, or a lot of networks have offloaded it to, like, weird sub-networks that technically they own, but no one watches. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll just air like live action kids shows, which I remember like when uh, I'm not, it's not Hanna Barbera, but there's some, there's an animal guy. Jack Hanna. Jack Hanna. Like when his show was, came out. <laughs> I was wondering if we were going to mention Jack Hanna because I keep thinking about like when you would wake up too early for the cartoons to start. Exactly. Jack Hanna's and, on. And you're like, oh my God, this dude is, I don't care. <laughs> He'd be I like, need... <laughs> this is an iguana. And I'd be like, okay, Jack where's pikachu yeah jack i'm here for <laughs> pikachu i need to know if jackie chan and jade get this next talisman like i do not care i don't care about chickens <laughs> <laughs> you seem like a nice man jack but i i couldn't care less <laughs> i think he's still doing shows like i think i saw recently that he was still doing shows and i was like aren't you dead <laughs> <laughs> i mean probably um <laughs> So what were what were some of your favorite Saturday mornings? Okay, so uh definitely Pokemon. I would wake up at six in the morning to get my Pokemon VHS recording tape ready, make sure it was in the correct position so I could record Pokemon. That is hardcore. <laughs> don't know why I think Pokemon was was on at ten. And I don't know why I had to wake up at six. <laughs> you to just do gotta this. you're ready. I know. I was like, I have to be completely ready. I have to assert my dominance over the TV and make sure nobody takes it from me. Like, mm -hmm. 
So yeah, Pokemon was a really big one. Um, Jackie Chan was another one I would enjoy. I'm trying to think. Did you did you do like I remember having the hop between channels because for us the big ones were definitely like Kids WB, Fox Kids, which I think four kids by the time we were watching it. Um, I, I don't think I watched much on Fox. Okay, because that's where Besides, I go ahead. I was gonna say that's like uh, Animaniacs and X Men, the animated series, Power Rangers. Like that was Batman animated. Like they all aired on Fox Kids and then Kids WB. So I I remember like having to like switch channels as we talked about before. I didn't have a way to just mm-hmm. know what was on, so I had to memorize the schedule, hope it was correct, and like flip back and forth. I could not tell you where I watched Animaniacs. I for some reason I thought that was on Kids WB, but maybe it was towards the later years. Yeah, it moved around. like a lot of like we've talked about, a lot of cartoons because it was owned because it orig- it eventually made its way to Nick, which means Warner Brothers got a hold of it at some because yeah they def- they came out of the de- the Kids WB water tower yeah and like Kids WB is WB and the Animaniacs were on the the WB lot that was the right thing. <laughs> they lived in the water tower so it's very I-, I know Fox did have it at one point yeah I think I just remember when like WB. Got the rights back, like maybe they didn't have a like a Saturday block, and so their programming was on Fox. That makes yeah. It looks like they moved to WB in 1995. So mm-hmm. by the time we were watching it, yeah, I would have been watching my kids WB. Um, I remember switching to or ABC to watch Recess. Yep. Um, later on, Kim Possible. Fun. So I was wondering if you'd be Kim Possible. Very interesting thing about <gasps> Kim Possible. I Kim Possible was the last non-educational informational cartoon to ever air for a Saturday morning block. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was like... Kim Possible. That was the last time they tried to just like, to air a cartoon that was not an EI cartoon. Because Recess, they counted as EI. Fillmore, which was ABC, they counted as EI. I think Pepper Ann they counted somehow. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but Kim Possible was their last one that was like, this is just going to be a cartoon. They were like, Kim Possible is not educational. Um, teen spine. <laughs> which is interesting because Kim Possible is also Disney's second. It's D- Disney's like, um, it was the first animated series to be produced fully by Walt Disney Television Animation. Really? Uh, yeah, because they had a lot of, they like people are probably like, but Disney had a lot of cartoons. They had a lot of cartoons, but not all, they weren't produced by like the Disney TV animation part of Disney because that was a newer animation studio um, mm-hmm. that works on like all of that stuff. A lot but, of it was worked on by Wong Films, which we mentioned last week in the Tron episode. <laughs> we sure did. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is, that's interesting that that was like their first. It took fully, that long. Yeah, like Impossible is like pretty, it's like the 2000s at that point. Um, wow. And that, that animation studio was around because they that's part of the Disney Renaissance in the nineties, which also started to cripple Saturday wounds because mm-hmm. if as Disney's moving money for cartoons back into movies and Disney being Disney, everyone else kind of follows suit. They're like, Oh, there's not money in like broadcasting cartoons on what we saw as basic cable, and now most people think basic cable is like all of those channels and like Cartoon Network. Yeah. Um Oh, one oh, second, I thought of other shows that I would watch. Yeah. Batman Beyond. <laughs> oh, yeah. How could I forget? How could we forget? Could you, 
Could you paint us a word picture of what Batman Beyond? So Batman Beyond is part of the DC uh, animated universe. Uh, and it is a future series that takes place in the future of Gotham. It stars Terry McGinnis, who is the new Batman, who fights new villains with old Bruce. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> is, so, it is. Oh, go ahead. I was going to ask, is, I definitely remember as a kid thinking it was like, is it, it's meant to be the same Gotham that we knew from Batman the Animated Series, or is that just like what I put onto my brain as it because it was easier to understand? Nope, it is in the same exact universe as Batman the Animated Series. Okay. So it references things that only specifically happened in the show. Um, so like, for example, in like Batman the Animated Series and uh, like the crossover between Batman the Animated Series and Superman the Animated Series, mm-hmm. Bruce and Lois go on a date, Lois Lane. Oh. <laughs> they kind of have a very brief little thing. And that's referenced in an episode of uh, Batman Beyond where old Bruce is like going through like pictures of like all the women he dated. So he's like looking at pictures of Selena. He's looking at pictures of Lois. And then he's looking at a picture of Talia and then she shows up. But yeah, so like it, it's definitely just part of that animated universe, which spans Batman the Animated Series, mm-hmm. Superman the Animated Series, Batman Beyond, Static Shock, and what's the last one? The last one's really weird. Oh, uh, Zeta Project. Zeta Project. Yeah, that's a weird one. I used to really like it. I'll I'll talk about that in just one second. And okay. then also Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. But Zeta Project, I think, spun out of Batman Beyond, and it's about like this like weaponized robot who like mm-hmm. gains sentience and like decides he wants to live as a person. So the whole series is like him running away from the organization that created him and wants to use him as a weapon. So that's a weird no one ever talks about that one i've I've never heard of that yeah i watched pretty much all of that and i haven't revisited it because you can't find it anywhere um and it's never re-aired and it's just like a very weird part of this whole expanded dc Mm -hmm. animated series that like you know the whole thing like spanned over 10 years yeah that is interesting i definitely it's weird because those shows were happening and I'm currently rewatching Teen Titans, which the Teen Titans from 2003. Uh, there's many Teen Titans franchises. They all have their audience. I don't want to. I'm not here, here to call hate on like, if you like Teen <laughs> Titans, go like, it's not for me. That's fine. Let people enjoy stuff like get over it. <laughs> Yo, Teen Titans go the episode with the Wonder Twins. I think about it a lot because it's legitimately like good comedy. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, because like that episode is like the um, Beast Boy is being a jerk, so they kick him off the team, and then they need to find someone else who can like transform into animals, so they get mm-hmm. like the Wonder Twins. Because like, is it Zane and Jaina? Uh, I don't want I don't Wonder Twin. <laughs> <laughs> so there's the Wonder Twins. One of the twins can change the the female twin can change into mm-hmm. different animals, and then the the male twin can turn into different bodies of different forms of water Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so like he can turn into like a bucket of water a strange mist like that sort of thing but the thing about the wonder twins is that they have to be together to use their powers they have to do like the whole wonder team activate kind of Mm -hmm. thing together in order to use their powers so like where the teen titans want the one who has the animal powers they don't know what to do with the other one (laughs) so like they have him like situated at the desk at the tower like amazing absolutely (laughs) amazing and then they just call him when there's a disaster and like that just i think about it a lot because it's really just a good piece of comedy <laughs> that's absolutely god 
<laughs> so if you've just seen like the worst of Teen Titans Go, because there is some awful stuff, some just really stupid like fart jokes and like things that aren't funny, then there's there's stuff that's legitimately hilarious and like really thought out and like good. So yeah, check it out. <laughs> check it out. Um, you brought up Static Shock, and mm-hmm. I cannot put into words how much I love Static Shock. <laughs> oh, it's so good. So Static Shock uh, is uh, Virgil Hawkins. That's his name. Um, he's he was originally created uh, at Milestone Media, which was a indie label part of DC Comics that was all black run, um, black and POC. I don't believe uh, run, and it was like they wanted to tell their stories. And Milestone Comics uh, were like off here, but Milestone Comics like originated after it was around the time Image Comics happened. Because, so Image Comics was a bunch of people from mostly Marvel, if I'm right, um, that were angry that they didn't, like, if you don't know this, the way comic books work is when you draw (laughs) Spider-Man from Marvel, they own that, not you. (laughs) Um, So (laughs) So there's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing you can do about it. If you make a new, if you're like, I have this cool new character and you're like, oh, cool. And you put it in the book. You're like, hey, I want to make more about that cool new character. And Marvel says, no, there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> He's ours now. So they, some people left. They started Image Comics. Image Comics, as most people know them now, is like, there's now the big three of comics, which is Marvel, DC, and Image. When this was happening, DC had this group of Black creators come in that's like, hey, here is a book of all the stuff we're going to do within a year for this thing called Milestone Comics with these Black and Brown characters, and they can either be with you or we can leave. And DC said, you get what you want. <laughs> we don't want an image <laughs> comics on our hands. So that's instead of shock is those cares. Um, he is hit with a mutant and gas. If I remember right, is what mutates every, like gives everyone superpowers, like mutates them quote unquote. Um, yeah. It's like, there's a gas leak in the city that like infects a large swath of people. And yeah. That's the catalyst for the villains that he has to fight. Yeah. All the, and it's interesting because like he's a teen, a lot of the, quote-unquote villains are teens as well um and like it's mostly black and brown people like static shock is a black teenager and most of the again villains are black kids black and brown kids um who all have usually pretty complex stories of either being trapped in gangs and like how they got into a gang or being impoverished or being angry at the system that literally mutated them um what I think is super interesting, Brenda, so the thing that, that mm-hmm. mutates everyone is called the Big Bang. In, yeah. in the co- They changed this for the show. In the comic, what causes the Big Bang is it's the government that finds out there's going to be a, like a, a gang fight, and they're like, oh, a bunch of black teens fighting each other? A great place to test this chemical. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, and, ah. then, and then the show, it's like... Um, I think it's like vague yet menacing company or something. I can't exactly remember. Uh, they 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 did not get to do that <laughs> for the show. They they I'm sure they pitched that and they're like, yeah, we're not airing that. <laughs> Try again. Um, and it's a real. What the biggest um, bummer to me is for Static Shock is one, it was taken off the air because people thought it was like the animation style was getting outdated because it was airing from 2000 2004. And people thought the jokes were, like, too similar to, like, the current Spider-Man, like, not current, but the Spider-Man animated series jokes. Like, they was, like, essentially they said everything felt 
dated because as they're approaching 2004, 2005, like cartoons are changing again. Yeah, I guess I can see it, but like it had kind of like the same style as the the rest of like the DC animated like, exactly canon series, and those went on like there were two more after Static Shock. So exactly. So what's the truth? I mean, we know the truth, but <laughs> we know the truth. We know what's really up. It didn't have to do with like the changing style of cartoons. Uh, nope. nope. We know what's up. <laughs> but it had fifty-two episodes. Uh, wow. It was. It's a great show. I have considered multiple times getting DC Unlimited just to watch Static Shock. Yeah, um, because it was inaccessible to watch for a very long time. Too long like, of a time. Yeah, like Batman Beyond and um, Justice. Ah, <laughs> sorry, Angel jumped off the keyboard. <laughs> he just appeared out of nowhere and just like almost mashed my trackpad. And mm-hmm. I was like, ah, um. Batman Beyond and Justice League were on, like, Netflix and were, like, pretty accessible. And then I think Batman the Animated Series and Superman the Animated Series were on Amazon Prime streaming. Mm. But Static Shock has never been released like that. And it's a shame because it was really, really popular. It was coming out. I remember everyone was watching it. It was very good. Um, It's really good. And they did, like, uh, Dwayne McDuffie, he he has passed away. Um, just which an is absolute legend. Just a lot. I can't imagine what comics animation would be because that was his first animated thing, and he laid the groundwork to start doing to bring like all of his milestone characters to animated television. Um, and like him and the guys at Milestone uh, owned the characters because of their contract with DC, so they had big plans. And I can't imagine what black comics could be like black created and owned comics animation could be like if Dwayne McDuffie had unfortunately passed away. And I mean, there are a lot of people like carrying on his legacy, but it's that kind of thing. Like we're just now starting to see like wheels turning again because they lost a big leader and everyone took their appropriate time to grieve and like feel ready to do it again. Cause I'm sure it's hard to want to even work on something attached to like your best friend. Yeah. And he had like, he had his own characters, which were really good, but he also understood a lot of other DC characters more than anyone else. Like he has a couple Batman short stories that are incredibly good. Mm-hmm. And um a lot of his involvement, like not as like show leader of some of the animated series, but he had involvement with like uh um a lot of like the DC and standalone animated movies, like Justice League Doom, which is one of my favorite of the DC animated movies. And mm-hmm. uh people tend to give a lot of the credit to like Bruce Tim and Paul Dini for like creating that universe, but like it would not be what it is without Dwayne McDuffie and it hasn't been as good without him. Yeah, it's definitely a bummer. But so, so I'm I you mentioned you mentioned Static Shock and I was like, well, we're talking about Static Shock. Now. <laughs> we're talking about I was wondering if you were gonna do Static Shock today, because I like saw um you were posting about it and I was just like, I wonder I, I wonder if that's it. <laughs> I really wanted to do Static Shock, but I wanna go I wanna what I want to do is watch all 52 episodes of Static Shock and then do Static Shock. So first I have to decide to get DC Unlimited because <laughs> I I want to get DC Unlimited and then write them an email that I am only giving them money for Static Shock because I want them to understand that Static Shock is important. Um, I don't I don't promote stuff of things from artists, so I wasn't going to go like find uploads of Static Shock. I'll watch like a clip or whatever. Like there's the clip of um, Virgil's best friend in the show is Richie. Um and there's a clip, Richie's dad is a raging racist. Um, he's just an absolute horrible, terrible man. Um, and so there's a clip going around of like Virgil comes over the city tonight and Richie's dad being like, just like think of like 
when you think of the word like after school racist like he was like that it was like just so in your face he's like all those people are hoods i don't want them in my house like it was it was he's very bad and watching it now as an adult like it it can feel a little bit like i can see where people like that's a little like i don't know like corny or whatever but i'm like one people like that exist two people like that exist and talk to people like that but three that show is also geared towards preteens like yeah you got to be pretty obvious (laughs) when you're gearing it towards being like this is what i'm trying to tell you yeah you can't it can't be it can be like subtle i'm not here to say kids can't pick up on stuff but it can't be like oh he doesn't hold the door open for virgil or like oh he doesn't give virgil water like like as an adult i'd be like oh i see but like as a kid i would not i would not pick up on like if they just had the dad like not touch virgil's cup or like something more subtle that Mm -hmm. may be more organic um but i'm like that doesn't take away from like how important static shock was and still is uh i mean i frankly hope they get to create a new static shock show because there's a lot of things from the comic that the government being the one who mutates all the black and brown people um richie in the comic is gay and that's not something they get to explicitly say in the show there's like there's like some sub hinting that going back as an adult that i've noticed but they don't get to just like say it um because of the state that the industry was in yeah it's like back then they could kind of hint at it and i think even for that time period it was hinting like more boldly than other shows were Mm -hmm. um animations changed so much so much and i think yeah you're right it's time right now they tried to bring him back a little bit in young justice but i think they butchered it i haven't seen that season i never finished season two um so i haven't seen it but no one really talked about it after that and they also tried to bring him back for like the new 52 but they didn't really promote it well and they also made it a continuation of the original series Mm. which was different from the tv show in a lot of ways right and um the original series was not in print so it goes canceled yeah and so it just it feels like a lot of like oh we tried (laughs) did you yeah (laughs) i feel like that kind of happens to a lesser extent uh with a blue beetle so like Jaime Reyes. oh yeah they like bring him back they don't put a good writer on it and gets canceled like every single time and yeah absolutely he's a great character (laughs) um a few so you know that's static shock another uh saturday morning cartoon according to me up was fillmore which also featured a black character as the main character um and fillmore was by some people's account the last the quote-unquote last saturday morning cartoon it was it was an ei cartoon it was produced by uh walt disney television animation for abc so that's why some people see it as the last Saturday morning cartoon because they specifically made it for ABC to air on Saturday morning, whereas a lot of other shows for Saturday morning cartoons were rerunning all over the place. And it's one of those places was Saturday. Um, and Fillmore was, uh, he's a safety patrol officer at a middle school, and it's aimed at preteens to be like a 70s cop drama. <laughs> but he's like, <laughs> but he's like a middle schooler at a safety patrol, so there's things like, uh, there's there's one episode where like kids are smuggling tartar sauce out of the cafeteria. <laughs> um, they have a Yu-Gi-Oh episode where kids are or it could be Pokemon too, but kids are making counterfeit collectible cards and selling them to people. I was gonna ask if there was one about that because that legitimately <laughs> happened at my school. It absolutely happened. People were like, oh yeah, this is the Japanese Starmie card, and it's like very much not. <laughs> yeah, I like they would like the the 
kids who are to Pokemon wouldn't let me be involved. They were like, oh, you're a girl. You don't get to, to be in our, in our group. So I exposed them and <laughs> broke it up. Brenda said, absolutely not. You, you absolute <laughs> ghoul of a human. You think you'll get away with this. <laughs> I was like, I will destroy you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's also because Fillmore is also, it was the last cartoon that Walt Disney TV studio, um, Walt Disney television animation produced before moving to only producing shows for just the Disney channel. Um, oh. So it, it also stands in like this historic point, but to my dismay, it's not on Disney+. Plus. It's one of yeah. their only cartoons that I could think of to look for from Saturday Morning Cartoons that does not exist on Disney+, Plus at all. And they've been pretty quiet about why. Where's Fillmore? Where's Fillmore? Where is he? Less, in- less importantly, where is uh, Pepper Ann? <laughs> also, where's Pepper Ann? It's, it's weird what they pick and choose, especially like... Yeah. So like Pepper Ann is a little bit older, so I'm like, maybe there's like an issue of uploading it. I don't know. Like, it's never streamed anywhere. I don't know if DVDs even exist of Pepper Ann. I don't think so. It's like, they just tried to uh, quietly squash Pepper Ann. Yeah. <laughs> um, Weekenders is another one that's missing. Yeah, and all of those shows have these prominent black characters. Yeah. Um, and Recess is up there. And Recess also is a prominent black character. They have Vince, um, who's... A bit of a caricature. <laughs> He's the cool sports yeah. kid who's good at every sport, no matter what sport it is. He's like the embodiment of the 90s <laughs> jock, <black laughs> jock character. And so it's, and I'm like, I like Recess. Like, I watch it with my mom, and that's cool. But it's weird that these other shows that also have black characters that were just like people aren't there. Like, Weekenders had a black character. Fillmore, the main character, is black. Pepper Ann, one of her best friends, is at least a person of color. I don't know if they ever outwardly just say he's black. I read him as black, but he's very much left racially ambiguous for many reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's odd that like those shows are all missing, especially if, like with Fillmore. Like Fillmore made it all the way to they had reruns like all the way up to Disney XD. Wow. So like it was they still have it. I'm like it reran on Disney XD. That's a pretty recent channel to rerun yeah, that was a like show. 2011, wasn't it? Uh, I'm pretty sure because it was it was Toon Disney, right? And then it being Disney yeah. XD. Um, so yeah, it was right around it was right around there because I remember it was like a little bit after I graduated high school. They were like starting the shift, and I because I mm-hmm. still watch Toon Disney because I like cartoons, and they're like we're gonna move to Disney XD, and I kind of like that's when I <laughs> fell out of like at least Disney cartoons. Um, I wasn't really watching them, and that's I missed like the boat for originally watching Phineas and Ferb because I wasn't watching XD. Oh yeah, I just watched it on Netflix years later. <laughs> um, I was in college and I was like, I have so many projects to do. I watched all of Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> Instead. Oh, Motor City is also missing from uh, Disney+. Plus. Mm, That's Disney. a series that took place in Detroit. Um, the main character was Middle Eastern, but then there was also a, another prominent character who was Black. So Disney, where are they? Disney, where is it? Where's it Disney. at? Disney. Disney, where is it? And every time you say Disney, they grow ever closer. <laughs> so we're getting close between each episode. We Eventually, I'm going to be able to reach out and just touch Mickey Mouse's nose. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, that's kind of it. Like, again, Saturday Morning Cartoons was a very interesting flashpoint in the country and in television. And like, honestly, again, like, if it didn't go the way it did, I don't know if we have cartoons the way we have cartoons now. Um, but they also did a lot of 
by some people's viewpoint, I don't know how I feel about it. So, but like damage on children in advertising, um, they, I mean, we have cartoons where we have cartoons now because people wanted to make money. Mm -hmm. Like the most popular shows from the 80s that were animated, like we talked about, were strictly so people can make more money off of kids. Um, But then those kids grew up to love cartoons and they wanted to make cartoons. Some of them fell into like, we do this to make money for kids, I'm sure, but some went on to make great stuff. I mean, we got Batman Beyond, we got Static Shock, we got Teen Titans from 2003, which we didn't talk too much about, but that was a Saturday morning. I forgot Teen Titans was originally a Saturday morning cartoon. Oh yeah, it was on WB. Yeah, the first two seasons aired there, and then by then it was 2004, 2005, and that block was ending, but they saw a lot of money in it, so they moved to Cartoon Network. Um, And then it aired on Cartoon Network for three more seasons, because it has five seasons. Five seasons in a movie. God, Teen Titans went on forever. That's a really, that's a very long time for a cartoon, that, everybody. Like, three seasons is about, like, considered good. Yeah. Five seasons and a movie is kind of ridiculous. That, especially then, I there wasn't another show with that much, the only other show with that much staying power I can think of is Static Shock. It had 52 episodes in four seasons. Yeah, it it had enough episodes to hit syndication. Yeah. That's like a lot. That, I think I think fifty two is is maybe the actual cutoff point for syndication. <laughs> I'll look into that a little more, but I'm like, oh, I think fifty two is exactly the point at which they could syndicate it and just run it on channels. Um, nice. But anyway, yeah, we're like seeing like the shift of cartoons from being uh, cash grabs aimed at kids and aimed at selling toys to being more of like an art form mm-hmm. because like there's series like. Um, Steven Universe has very little, like, there's not a lot of toys. There's mm-hmm. merchandise, but it's generally geared at, like, older, like, kind of our age, a little bit younger, maybe. Yeah, I definitely don't see, like, they have, like, um, kids' books, but even their kids' books are, like, here's a kid book to talk to your kid about queer love. Yeah. If you're and having then, a hard um, time. <laughs> yeah. Adventure Time took a very long time. Like, that show was on, like, for about a, was it a decade? It was on I so think. long. Yeah. And it, there was only merchandise for it that wasn't, like, shirts or, like, merch geared at, like, older people. Like, toys. Like, in a toy store for mm-hmm. a very brief period of time. Mm-hmm. And, um, what's another example? Uh, I don't know. I think, like, a, a lot of, like, the recent, like, superhero shows, like, there was, like, a controversy around Young Justice because it wasn't selling toys. Because, right. like, older people were watching it. I mean, Young Justice was originally canceled because they were mad it wasn't selling toys and that people are like but are people watching the show and everyone's like yeah and they're like but it's not selling toys so it's bad yeah <laughs> so we must destroy it <laughs> uh avatar Less airbender had very few toys um yeah, nickelodeon besides spongebob never really th- did any toys because i remember always uh-huh. wanting nickelodeon toys like i wanted like a reptar and i don't mm-hmm. i don't think they ever made one if they did it was probably some kind of collectible for adults yeah, I think, like, Rugrats did have more merchandise than average, but I don't know, like, when, like, what the window was for mm-hmm. that. Because I had a, an Angelica doll that someone gave me, and I did <laughs> not like Rugrats, so I was just like, what do I do with this? <laughs> um, but Fairly Odd Parents, which was on for, like, over a decade. No merchandise. Yeah. Jimmy Neutron, which was really popular. Like, no merchandise. Yeah, there's like, the movie soundtrack. <laughs> oh, Jimmy, Jimmy. <laughs> it's jimmy neutron time and so it's interesting because like this art form like of cartooning 
of like what animated cartoons like again traces all the way back to these looney tunes that they started airing on saturday morning when people had color tvs and they can make money off of them to now like we have things like she-ra on netflix and voltron on netflix like these shows that there's no money in ads there because it's just straight to you whenever you um and to think like we don't get that if people don't do something pretty terrible which is make money off kids <laughs> it's a, it's so like weird. where's the middle ground what do we do how do we, keep, how do we keep funding cartoons if we can't make money on children <laughs> what do we do it's it's pretty weird i mean yeah without that without that happening like they don't it's the same way with comics right like the comics don't become the comics the other day if they didn't realize they could make money off of people like that's sadly how a lot of stuff gets started especially with the system we have in place now like it's if you can't make money off of it people aren't gonna pay attention to you at first yeah but i mean it's it's a like most things we have found with this podcast it's a very complex thing (laughs) um but i i personally would if i could go back to the feeling of waking up on saturday watch cartoons with you any day that sounds great I would love to watch Saturday morning cartoons with you. <laughs> if they weren't gone. <laughs> if they weren't gone, they're gone. Um, gone forever. Yeah, there's the last Saturday morning cartoon block was, what was it? Just, I have, that's D notes again. I'm sorry. I play a lot of the dragons. <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, play masks. <laughs> um, that's a superhero RPG, by the way. <laughs> The last Saturday morning cartoon children's block was disbanded in 2016 NBC. Oh, oh God. Yeah. Uh, it was only, wow. It was disbanded and it is now run by, there's this entertainment group called Litton Entertainment. Uh, like the Pokemon? <laughs> L-I-T-T-O-N, Litton? Oh. <laughs> Litton? Litton. <laughs> Litton. Um. And I don't know who watch their programming at, but they took over essentially everybody's EI content and Saturday morning cartoon blocks. Like they, there's like some kind of weird thing in the Children's Television Act, which I tried reading. Everybody, I given the week I had, I tried reading a bill from Congress page to page. I oh. did not make it through it. <laughs> um, <laughs> But in there, essentially, there's something where, like, you can offload your EI requirement to other entertainment companies for, like, fees and fines. Um, And so every single network that, again, is underneath this, which is, like, your CBC, your CBS, your NBC, your ABC, Fox. um, PBS doesn't need to, uh, (laughs) but all of those (laughs) kinds of networks have offloaded it to this entertainment group, which essentially exists for people. Wow, that's Wow, that's interesting. Um, it's all just Jack Hanna's Animal Adventures for three <laughs> hours a week. <laughs> that's all we play. <laughs> what, do you, what do you play? Well, from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m., we play Jack Hanna's Animal Adventures. That's about it. It's been going for so long now, we could literally play it for a whole year nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they play a lot of like, they have like Ocean Mysteries with Jeff Corwin and a lot of shows like that. Um, that's, that's all I got, unless you got any last things you want to talk about with Saturday Mornings. Um, really quick, I would just like to list a couple very obscure Saturday morning cartoons I thought of while we were... Please do um, it. Okay. Detention. The Banana Splits. Um, 
There's a weird history one I'm forgetting, but that was on WB. One Piece. Oh, yeah, One Piece. <laughs> Maybe you've heard of it. Maybe you've heard of One Piece. Oh, do you remember um, when Pinky and the Brain added that character from, anime, um, from uh, Tiny Toons? Oh, oh, yeah, and it was like Pinky and the Brain and like Myra. <laughs> yeah, uh, Elmi- Elmira. Elmira, that's it. That was a weird... What a- <laughs> terrible decision <laughs> what's weird what's weirder is like i remember being confused as a kid because peaking the brain was still airing yeah this was a separate show yeah like, and so they play pinking the brain so- and then later they play pinky pinking the brain and elmira or whatever they titled it and again like as a kid like that is so hard to i'm like what what am i watching <laughs> is this the one i like what? or not is this the good one i don't know <laughs> i don't know anymore there's too there's too many <laughs> uh I thought of one, uh, Shaolin Showdown. That one had some problems. <gasps> oh, oh, yeah. People <laughs> seem to look fondly on that one, and I'm just like... Hey, remember no. how the Asian kid was just yellow? And his <laughs> eyes were just like... <laughs> <laughs> There's also... This is this is very obscure, but I watched like a, only a couple episodes of Shaolin Showdown because everyone was really into it. There's literally an episode of Shaolin Showdown that is beat for beat, the exact same episode um, as uh, Alf. There's an ALF episode that has the same beats <laughs> as... If anyone doesn't know what ALF is, ALF is an 80s puppet TV alien sitcom type show. Anyway, uh, they have the exact same story beats, except Shaolin Showdown just involves more kung fu than ALF does. That's, but it's the same thing. That's spectacular. Um, and I was the only person who realized it because I was the only person who had seen ALF. <laughs> <laughs> Like most of Brenda's life, she's like, I'm the only one who's ever watched this. I'm the only one who gets this. <laughs> I'm the only one who knows what's wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's, I think that's it. I think that's it. Wow. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, thank you for everyone for continuing to listen. I'm not going to plug my social media this week, um, but our music is by Freedom Trail Studios because we need to plug them every week because they did the music. and. Music is hard. <laughs> we, did not, we did not do the music. <laughs> I can't do music. <laughs> what? Uh, but yeah, please read our list of uh, resources we're going to have in the, um, the episode description. Yeah. Thank you. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. You can catch us if you're listening to this. I assume you know where you can listen to us at. But if you don't, if somehow you found this raw recording and not it listed somewhere... <laughs> You can find us still on Anchor and now also on Spotify. Anchor was supposed to put us on all other platforms for us. They didn't. Um, they, they, they just never did it, um, which understandably is because we're still in the time of the coronavirus. So uh, I'm doing it all manually. I'll get to the rest of the platform someday. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And um, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.